Oh gosh. What's up, party people? Uh we're starting this, we're starting this thing off hot today. Coming in. Hey, what's up? Nothing, man. Just got a nine. Uh, we were just talking. I got a nine hole round in, so it's a great day. It doesn't really matter what else happens today. That's that's fair. Yeah, it's been a great that's day. Fair. What's what's that's... going on on your end? Nothing, man. Just uh realized that my dog was sitting under me and kicked him accidentally. Poor guy. Oops. Sorry, Murph. Love you. Love you, buddy. He'll be he'll be all right. Uh, yeah, man. Nothing nothing too crazy. We got it's been nice down here. Got out a couple of times this week. Like I was telling you before, went out on Tuesday. Was playing great. Just playing nine holes. Riding the par train. Riding the par train. Four pars through four. Birdied the fifth. Parred the sixth. I'm like, man, tell you something. This, this is, boy this, did something. This is gonna this is gonna be hot. This will be hot. Double double triple to end it. Hey man, sometimes you land cleanly. Sometimes you slide off the end of the runway. It just happens. Dude, slide off the end of the runway. I slid off a cliff. Yeah, yeah you hit the you hit the hangar going yeah. it's going full speed. It's exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Hey oh, man. Just painful. Painful. So I'm just I'm I'm disregarding those holes. Exactly. I'm just looking at the first six and being like, hey, balled out. Balled Dude, you, you have consistent. you have it in you. I got it you in have, me. You have a golfer in you. You know you can yeah. do it through six. Why not do yeah. it through nine? Yeah, forget eighteen. But through nine, yeah, now we're talking. talking. Got to start somewhere, right? Hey, I'm sure more uh, mental co- coach Morgan will be pleased with this outlook, right? Get, That's right. The positives. Focus on the process. Shout out, shout out, Drew Morgan, the That's homie it. out here telling people how to have to get stressed on the course. Internal, internal, not external, internal. Internal. It's in there. Let me tell you, externally, I was cussing out some water. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the way which is the way it goes. So we are Valero this weekend. Next week, the tradition unlike any other. The Masters. Excited about it. It's fun. I need I need so I think Tiger's playing. I don't I don't see there's no reason to show up there and not play. He's, you don't think he would test the waters and just like do a practice lap and be like, "Man, nah, I don't have it in me. I'm going home." Nah, nah, nah. That's not his. who who does that. Can you imagine Kobe Bryant like showing up to the Lakers and being like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shoot around, but I don't think I'm I don't think I'm gonna play." No, nah, yeah. he doesn't. He wouldn't even go. He wouldn't even travel. If he's traveling, he's playing. Yeah, I That's mean, the- if you once I read uh, I read that he he was seen walking his home course. I forget where it is. Uh, you know, around um, Jupiter jupiter and he's been walking the course like basically day and night it's like all right well if he's been out there just like walking he's he's in better shape than people think yeah they're walking for fun yeah. he probably is but like I mean, the fact that he showed up with charlie played around with jt yeah allegedly there's like some weird like espn writer who caught all this stuff that shall not be named like freaking voldemort over here that hey man, no one knows what happens at Augusta stays at Augusta. Apparently so. Apparently so. I'm going on Monday, so nice. Make sure you goes. don't make sure you don't run. Make sure you know you take your hat off where you're supposed to. <sighs> Fine. No running on the grounds. But what if I'm in a rush? If I, I had to go. When you got to go, you got to go. Hey man, I don't know. Jurassic don't Park. Know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, think Tiger's yeah. playing. So in I do light too. of that. In light of that, does he or does he not make the cut? 
And I find it hard to make the cut. I find it hard to see him making the cut just because he hasn't okay. played a lot of competitive golf recently. Okay. So you're, so you're saying under. You're saying he's not making it. I'm saying under. I'm saying he might be flirting with the cut. Flirt? Okay. So like he could come out. I could see him coming out hot Thursday and then kind of throwing a stinker in like a couple over on thir- on uh, Friday and like just making missing the cut. Okay. I like that. I, mean, I think that's. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair play. That's a fair play. Yeah. What about you? What do What do you? Here's Here's my thought. Every time he shows up to a tournament, everybody else tends to be like, mm. like yeah. people get like, they get like tigerified. That's not even a word. Like they're just like they're Twitter pated by the fact that he's there, and it changes how they play the game. Yeah. Well, the, you know the crowds will be following him. Following him. For sure. Well, I mean, that last the last Masters was Molinari, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fell apart. Yeah. Couldn't handle it. Fell apart. And that's and what I I'm can't saying. Blame so like, oh, of course. I mean, I would completely shit myself. There's no questions asked. But I, I think that that's going to play a role. If he plays after what he's gone through, the accident, he won it back in 19. Like, there's no way he's going to play. Like, six weeks ago, there was no way he was going to play. He shows yeah. up. I think some people are like, oh, my God, like Jesus just came back. So yeah. what's going to happen now? I, I think he makes the we'll cut. See. I think he makes the cut. But I think it's at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, he, he could just like throw it in and be like, because he knows Augusta so well, better than anyone probably in the field. This is true. So he could just throw like consistent, like two under rounds or like even par rounds. And that'll that'll get you like bottom, you know, bottom third of making the cut. Hundred percent. Yeah, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And we we I don't know if we're going to get another podcast in before the Masters actually shows up because normally we're kind yeah. of like on the cusp there. Yeah. So way too early prediction. Who's your Who's your guy, dude? I I, I like Scotty Scheffler. I know he hasn't played there much. Gosh, but he's hot. Gosh. Was that yours? Did I take don't yours? Take, don't take my people. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but he. I mean, dude, he's impressive. I think he's. I think he's riding the hot hand. I actually. So the only reason I wouldn't pick him is because of the the lack of time there. Yeah. Um. I'm digging Johnny Rom. Yeah, he could become. He hasn't been playing great golf either. Like he's been. He's no. thrown in low rounds, but he hasn't been thrown in like a consistent weekend. But he's built he, for that course. That's yeah. that's his that's his course. I mean, he can bang it all over the place that he wants. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think that he's a little bit dangerous. I was really hoping that I was going to like Rory a little bit more. Yeah, he's just not it, like as far as competitive golf goes. Rory's just not really there right now. He's not today. Watching him play in the Valero, like he just he went from like one over to even to two under to even yeah. to one over. like he just he just went up and down and it was all missed putts he's just like putt yeah. here putt there like it just was driving me nuts i would love to see spethy be a little bit more consistent which he last year he was right yeah. there yeah i don't see him doing that next week i don't either not not right now unless he shows us something this weekend i don't know and at, after the match play dj didn't i mean is although he did well he couldn't putt the last two days. Yeah, no, true. Or his last two matches. Like, he just couldn't true. putt. 
So that makes me nervous to look at him. Although he's had a whole, he's going to have a week off, but I don't know. Yeah, and he kind of mailed it in, like the the consolation match. He just kind of mailed it in, which I yeah, I totally understand. Which, like, yeah, I, it's kind of ridiculous, but I get like if you're just showing one met two person match on TV, it's kind of it's pretty boring. And to be fair, Corey Connors was playing out of his mind. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah. He ran into the buzzsaw that was Kevin Kisner. Yeah. So it's I mean, which you know, shout out Kiz. I just I freaking love that guy. Yeah, he is just hilarious. Did you see uh, on the first hole, apparently, or one of the first, maybe the third hole? I don't know. One of the early holes, uh, Scheffler said there was a blind tee shot, basically. Like, you you couldn't see where your ball landed, and they walked up. And uh, he's like, I'm colorblind, and we both mark our ball with one line. He does red, I do black, but everything looks black. So he's like, I checked the first ball I walked up to, and Kisner was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're 30 yards up there. Don't ever... <laughs> He's like, today, don't ever check the first ball you walk up to. <laughs> Can you Dude, imagine? He, he fully accepts the fact that he's getting yeah. outdriven by 40 to 60 yards every time. Yeah, he has to. What, what are you going to do? I mean, but on short courses, I'm picking Kisner all day long. Yeah, and match play too. Definitely. And match, match play. play. Yeah, for sure. But places like the Masters? No, not happening. Sawgrass? Yeah, not happening. Players, not nope. happening. No, not, not even kind of, not even kind of. So yeah, I think gun to my head, I think I'd probably take Rom. I'm so nervous to take repeat winners like Scotty. I know. Like my heart says take Scotty, but it is so hard to repeat. I know. I know. But he has won three in the last, what, six weeks? He has. Yeah, he has. So, you know, he is playing the hot hand. It is the Masters. It's a little different animal. It's scary. There's a lot of history there. Imagine that yeah. being your first major. No, that's crazy. Like Zalatoris last year, just coming in hot. I know. But that's the thing. It's being able to maintain that all the way through Sunday. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. Can you can you do it? So that's why I kind of like Rom. I would like DJ if you've been putting a little bit better recently. Yeah. Um but um, you know, I'm a little unsure. I don't have any faith in Kepka right now. Yeah, he's he's a little too up and down too, like kind yeah. of like Rory. Um, you can't you can't count out like a Shoffley because he's pretty much built for that course too. Like I agree, I agree. Yeah, I also just like Xander. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Who's your Who's a dark horse? Like Ooh. you know, twenty and back in the world that you're like, I like this guy. I don't know who's back there. Um, There's all sorts of folks back there. There are all sorts of folks back there. You got past winners like the Bubba's of the world. You've got, I don't know if they've announced like the, I think they have, unless uh, Russell Bland wins this weekend. He's in. Yeah. And then you could count him. He could, he could, he could, uh, the ringer, make a little bit of a run. I don't know, man. I'm not, I like Homa, but not at Masters. Like he tends to not play great golf on those like big stages. I don't think he's made the cut. All right. So, you know, we haven't mentioned either, but he, he hasn't played well super recently. He's Patrick Cantlay. Yeah. He's, he's not a bottom guy, but we didn't mention his name at all. No, he was in a, he was hot at the end of the season, and then he's kind of been quiet early. Early, yeah, I put my money on him at TPC. No luck. Yeah, yeah. What about someone like Sammy Burns? Maybe. I mean, he just doesn't have the play. Like I, I feel like at Augusta, the play experience is so he- is, weights so heavily that you have to, you have to consider that. 
Well, then you could go old man. The Sergios of the Sergio. world played their played there a hundred times. Yeah, Sergio's been a psychopath lately, though. Unfortunately, yeah, have I, you seen it? Like, yeah, he's, he's been a little too emotionally uh, labile for for me. What about the guy who's who's everyone thinks is the next coming of of Christ, Victor Hovland? He could. He's he's not outside of the top twenty, but he no no no. Just as a general, yeah, he definitely general could. statement. He was in the mix last year, I think, too. Maybe top ten last year. Yeah, outside the top twenty. Oh man, maybe Fien is Fino down there. Fino, Fino is. He's been playing awful though. He has. He has. Awful. Where's Louie? I don't know, man. I don't think he's is he top twenty? I don't know. I haven't really seen him playing, so he probably can't be if he hasn't if he hasn't had any yeah. finishes. One one would think. One would think. There's also the Patrick Reeds of the world. Yeah, you can never count him out. No, no. I actually, you know what? Underrated Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson. Yeah, what's his highest finish there? I don't I don't know, but Webb is always a good option. Yes, he he's a solid he's a solid player. Um, well I'm looking at FedEx Cup standings now. Okay, so let's let's Scotty, Sammy Burns, Cam Smith, who we haven't mentioned yet, uh Matsuyama, Tom Hoagie, Tyler Gooch, Victor Hovland, Sung J M, Joaquin Neiman. Neiman could also make some noise. He could potentially. He could. He bombs Max the ball. Max Homa. Yeah. Luke List. Morikawa, another one, but he's been a little eh recently. Yeah. Yep. Justin Thomas certainly is capable. Yeah, definitely. And he's been playing pretty well. He's been in yeah. like top. I mean, he's been top five basically the last few tournaments. So you got Sep or Kisner, Sep Straka, Rom, Seamus Power. I like Seamus Power. Yeah, he's been he's been putting very well. If he puts if he puts well, he, he could run away with something. Yeah, Swafford's playing right now, and I think he's playing decently. Yeah, I he is. He's I up there. Seen, haven't seen. All right, so now let's let's go twenty and beyond here. Let's see if a name sticks out to me. Hmm. Speed's forty one. Wow, he's down there. Jeez, Shoffley's forty three. Jeez. Okay, so then maybe that's maybe that's my guy outside top twenty, Shoffley. I, I don't. Know. I like Shoffley. He clearly like Shoffley. knows Augusta. He obviously fell apart last year, but yeah, yeah. Rank this week. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good names on here. Shoot, this dude Honorbon Lahiri has been balling out. He has been balling out. He's not super long, but he can. I mean, he can play. But he's been playing well this tournament again. I think he's in the top. I think he's four under right now. Obviously, it's only Thursday. Yeah, yeah. But Harold Varner the third. I like Harold Varner the third. Yeah, you can I put could, something out. I could see that. A lot um, of options. A lot of options. That can't be right. DJ's eighty fourth right now in points. Oh well. In points, yeah. In points, yeah. That's not necessarily world, world golf, right? No, 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 no. I'm looking just specifically at points right now. Hmm. All right. Well, who knows what's going to happen, but we've decided that Tiger's going to play. I think he's going to make the cut. Tim doesn't like him. I don't think he's going to make the cut, but he could. I think he's going to play. Why else would he be there? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out right now at the Valero. 
we had a check-in. Oh, I hear a little Revoto. Oh, yeah, he's crying. I think I got to go get him. And then he's going to sit here and just eat a bottle. So we should be good. So let me nice. go grab him. Ladies and gentlemen. We'll make an appearance. Time. It's high quality. It's high quality. So I'll take the mic here myself. So we are actually going to discuss something other than the Masters in golf today. We're going to get into plyometrics for golf. Um, what that looks like, how we utilize them, how we prepare people for them. Um, Because there's a lot of people that will not ever use plyometrics as a general statement. Um, You know, I don't use it with every client that I work with because some people it's just not, it's not a feasible thing to add to their programming when there are other more low hanging fruit we can get. But as people get stronger and as they can handle load better, we do like to get more plyometric movements in because as Tim and I have talked about here before, you know, vertical jump is one of our best predictors of club head speed amongst other things that we do. But, you know, we like to have plyometric movements that we put into workouts. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like, how to utilize it and uh, how we program it and how we prep people for it. So that's going to be kind of our jam. Up, Dr. Re- Dr. Revoto is back. Look at this pimp. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who cannot see. Oh, boy. Baby Bob is an absolute stud. He's in the house. And thankfully, he, he doesn't look anything like his father. Oh, jeez. How rude. How dare oh, you? The, the cheeks. The cheeks. Oh, you don't have those cheeks. cheeks. You don't have those cheeks. I did. Hey, Once upon a day. Oh, baby Bob. Oh, take it, go. my man. There it right, is. He's yugging now. This is fantastic. This is like a celebrity appearance. Right? Family friendly, friendly show. It's a family friendly show. We've only cussed like seven or eight times. <laughs> hey, so I was better. just ex- I just explained to the membership that we were going to talk about plyos today. Sweet. Yeah, we are. Let's do so it. So that's gonna be that that's gonna be the jam. So uh biggest things when it comes to plyometrics. Number one for me, not everybody needs to do them. Definitely. From a programming perspective. Um, number two, most people cannot start with them in their programs that I work with. Yes. General statement. Most people are not ready strength wise, stability wise, tissue tension wise to just handle all of a sudden we're going to start jumping. Even some low load, like, uh, you know, if you're just bouncing little pogo jumps on your toes, like going back and forth, even that can be like a lot of strain. You know, yeah. or just picking up a jump rope and doing, you know, 20 or 30 jumps on a jump rope. Like that is a lot of strength. So you definitely have to start slow. Yeah, you've got to you've got to prep for that a little bit. And so remember, as we've talked about before, club head speed, although our best correlate might be vertical jump, it's not the only correlate. Like after that, we look at squatting, like your five rep in a leg press or in a goblet squat or whatever squat that we end up choosing. So strength does play a role. And there's other ways that we can produce power, right? Medicine ball slams, you know, trying to move more quickly with weight without leaving the ground. So outside of all those things, we're just going to talk specifically about plyos, what that looks like, what we like to use, how we like to program it. So for me, when I'm looking at developing like elite vertical jump or really any of my main jumps, any kind of jumping, I tend to start with almost like a modified triphasic type training, which most of our listeners aren't going to know what a lot of that means, but 
I like to start with isometrics. I like to get people used to loading for prolonged periods of time, get their tendons a little bit stronger, get their muscles a little bit more strong, get a little more hypertrophy. Uh, and then I'll progress to a little bit more eccentric work, concentric work, and then we'll kind of combine it after that. But yeah. they might not start just with plyometrics, depending on who the person is. Like unless they've been playing high level sports or even just golfers that are like kids, most mm -hmm. of them aren't doing a whole lot of other things outside of whatever they do in the gym. So if a 10 year old comes in, I'm not necessarily going to be like, Hey, let's jump as high as you can. And I kind of want to see how they move first before I get into those things. And that's yeah. just my, is that something similar to what you're doing? Yeah. And where you work a lot with the old, like older folks who right. I'm guessing are they correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't have a ton of like exercise history. Like they haven't been doing it for 50 years. No. And those people yeah. rarely am I even speaking the word plyometrics. Yeah. So they're, you know, in that case, we want to get them used to like what it feels like to actually have your muscles contract and like, you know, right. feel your, some pressure on your joints and that sort of thing. So that's, that's a good place to start is some just like isometrics. Some, um, I'll do a lot of like snap downs early where I'm not having yeah. to actually jump, but like practice landing. Yeah without actually leaving the ground. So you're getting used to like absorbing that quick, quick force and getting your muscles to work quick like that. Right, right, right. And that's also very sport dependent. You know, like one of the things about golf is that we don't have a giant knee bend that's attained. Yeah. But we actually finish in a pretty extended position. Like the, like the front leg is extended. So although you're driving into the ball, it's not like you're absorbing force, so to speak. Like Correct. if you were to jump and land softly. Like that's not really, I was watching that video of Scotty Scheffler's drives last week and both his feet are leaving the ground. Yeah. So it's. He's sliding backwards, sliding forwards a little bit. Like he's right. Um, and you do like, if you look at a Rory, um, he does squat a bit. So you like, you are kind of. It's On the way longer. down. Yeah. If you're like if into the downswing. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking like plyometrics, usually you're talking like a quarter of a second, right. Or quicker. Like, so it's really, 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 really quick. Super fast. And in the golf swing, it's, you know, it's taking a second. So in your downswing, kind of loading your front leg, sometimes you're kind of loading and then exploding there. So maybe it's a plyometric, but it's probably longer than a quarter of a second. Yeah. You want it, you want it to be quick. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's an accessory. Oh, it's choking. Uh oh, we got, yeah, we're chugging a little too fast over here. Sorry. Yeah, it's worth, it's, that's fine. I appreciate that. You're just training him for later in life. Yeah, exactly. That's not good. Don't tell mom that. No, we'll keep that between us. She won't watch this. She won't watch this. He's like our new mascot. But to Tim's point, yeah, so we, when we look at developing plyometric strength, um, for people especially that are, you know, either kids or they're not super well-trained or even if they're middle-aged athletes or older who can handle it, we're still starting with like a low level plyometric. So he talked about pogo jumps, which is almost what you could equate to like jumping rope of sorts for people that aren't mm -hmm. watching. Like it's just jumping up in the air kind of repetitively. Right. And then we might do the same thing laterally and forward where it's just like very light jumps, snap downs, like Tim was talking about, which where you're getting used to absorbing force downwards. It's very quick. Now, these are very fast, fast, but you're getting used to accepting and producing force quickly. Absorbing force is kind of a, it's not a true thing because there's a right. thing as absorbing force. You're, you know, kind of diffusing force, I guess might be a, a better way to say it. Yeah. Um, but at that point, you know, plyometrics to me tend to be a better way for me to start producing power with people. Like if they really want club head speed to start going up, 
like, yeah, sure. I can make you strong as an ox. I've got to get you producing speed or, you know, producing force quickly. Right. Right. And the nice thing about starting with some of the stuff that you were just talking about and, and we've been talking about is you can control how fast you're moving or how, like if even if you are doing some jumping in place, like just jumping and then landing, you can control how high you jump. Right. So the higher you jump, the, the more force you've got to not absorb, but, you know, Please. manage when you land, you're coming, you're yeah. falling from a higher point. So you can if you're nervous about it or you're just getting started you have some kind of injury history, like we can start with as small as, as you need. Oh yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons that I like starting with even like simple things like uh, like a lunge jump or something where yeah. it's, there's only so high that you can get like pogo jumps are easy. Even having people jump rope, that is a plyometric movement bounding, like yeah. doing some like gentle bounding. Like that is a plyometric movement. So I think all of that is fair. Um, there are different levels of plyometrics. Like yep. there are like, so box jumps, for instance, very low for or low issue to the joint, so to speak, because you're landing up higher, you're not landing down. So there's, you're not producing as much force as you come down. So right. I like doing those um, as a start. I'd certainly uh, wait to do any kind of depth jumps. So a depth jump is just starting on a box or something that's taller. Yeah. coming down, landing, and then producing force. That's really reserved for people that are pretty high level, you know, yeah. even as a jet. And we may never get there. Like, I don't know if that's necessary for golfers. I don't see why it's not necessary, but it's right. just, it's, it's one of those things where you have to like weigh the risk reward of having someone do stuff like that. Right. And if your goal is like, we're talking plyometrics, we're talking about moving quickly being on the ground for a very short period of time, right. Yeah. And just like almost tapping the ground, uh, with each landing, you're not going to be able to do that. If you're jumping off of like a 36 inch box or a 24 inch box, not unless you're like NFL level. Correct. Fast. Correct. Which, so my buddy and I had this debate and I want to know your thoughts about it. So the average vertical jump on tour is like 22 inches. That's what they look for is like, can you jump yeah. 22 inches roughly? I'd be curious if there were some guys that had elite vertical height. Oh yeah, probably. Like north of 30 inches. 33. Because I think above average is like 30 to 33. Right. And then combine, you're talking guys 40 to 45. Right. But in the, in golf, 22 is kind of like a freshman in college or like a junior senior in high school. Yeah. In terms of vertical jump for, for a good athlete. Right, like your average high school receiver today, it's totally different because you've got some freaks now. But 22 inches isn't high relative to other sports. No, not at all. So if you started having guys that were like jumping 30, 31, 32. Yeah, we could be getting there. Well, that's my thought is like, are you going to start talking about people that are hitting like, I don't know, 350, 340? I mean, that's kind of where I'm thinking, though, is like I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that some of that we're not seeing because some of these guys probably aren't big jumpers. Like, I right. don't know how much John Rom can jump. I'm not going to say much. it's very high. No. 
right? Because there's so many other facets to the game. I mean, it's not just driving the ball. But when we talk about club head speed, vertical jump is the thing that we look at the most. So I'd be really curious if there was a cohort. Alex Eller, wherever you are, this is this is all you, bro. Golf physiologist. Next article. I want to see. I want to see some stats on developing like elite vertical height, which very very few people do. Yeah, because there's a lot Um, to it, but it's doable. It is. I'm sure there's someone like a, I don't know, like a Gary Woodland probably could because he's got a basketball background too. Like he, he yeah. played basketball, uh, yeah. I think at the collegiate level, and then he focused solely on golf or something. But guys like that, I think would be sneaky. I can see that. I think there's also a misconception that golfers are not as in good of shape as we think they are. Or as yeah. they are actually, like if you walk by some of these golfers, like they kind of have like the dad bob dad bod vibe, like yeah. they got a little bit of saddlebag going on, like they're kind of yeah. skinny fat, is the way exactly. like I would describe it, like how DJ was a few years ago. Like Even just, JT, JT, oh dude, JT, I love you to death. But when you're an older man, if you get fat, it's gonna be funny because I can see it. it. He's gonna have skinny arms, belly. skinny arms, and like a like a like like a chicken neck yeah exactly exactly i feel i feel bad saying that i love you jt you'll never watch this but it's okay Uh-oh. robert robert didn't like you coming at jt uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry bro i know that's your homie i know that's your homie it's all right it happens but you know when it comes to you know kind of getting back on the topic of of plyometrics we want to make sure that your tissues are prepared to handle that kind of load like it's a lot of it is jumping a lot of it is learning how to land, learning how to control your body. But we don't like to always just start with that from the get-go if we don't feel your tissues are strong enough to handle it, right? Yeah, I, I kind of think of it as if you don't have like the right tires on your car and the right frame for the car, I can't expect it to go fast. Like it's when we build a plane in the military, we build it based on the specifics of what it has to do. If it has to fly fast, I have to build that plane to handle the speed at which I am flying, right? So the body is really no different. When we're talking about developing plyometric ability, the ability to produce force violently, quickly, it really comes down to, is your body able to handle, are your tissues really able to handle that level of force that quickly, right? This is where we see a lot of the people that are having like breakdown of tissues, be it, you know, some kind of rupture of X or this or that, you know, it's, it's, Look at the NBA when you look at all these Achilles injuries that apparently just keep propping up in whatever avenue they're in. Like all of a sudden people are like just like taking a step and their tissues are just going nowhere. That's not to say that it's because they're, you know, overdoing it or something. But a lot of people, there's a lot of factors. But nonetheless, we still want to make sure your tissues can handle it. Yeah. And this came up this weekend. I saw my wife's cousin, Joey, he's like 35. And he said last year, a bunch of his friends tore their ACL or uh, tore their Achilles. And they were playing in a pickup basketball league. None of them work. He's the only one that works out at all. And one by one, week by week, they just start tearing their Achilles. You're going to get picked off. It's one of those things that I never, if you are not exercising right now, do not go play pickup sports unless they are like ski ball or like things like that. Dude, I'm telling you, do not go do those things. You're, especially if you're like over the age of 28, like you're just, don't do it. Just like actually train for whatever you're trying to go do is one of the worst things you can do. Bar none. Totally. You're asking for a hammy or a calf injury or something like your gut, it's bound to happen. It is because your tissues can't handle that much load. 
Like last night, we started a volleyball league, which we got the W. Thank you very much. Hell yeah. Now, now we're talking. It was so windy. It was such a joke. Like, hit the ball in the air on one side, and it just flew over. And on the other side, it wouldn't. It would just come back at you. Like, I made a serve that went to the middle of their court and then flipped backwards into the net and went down. <laughs> Best ace of my life. Couldn't, couldn't recreate if I had to. Ace. Um, but you've got to be able to handle that kind of love. He agrees. So, dude, Baby Bob is the mascot for this podcast. He's also, really- we're going to have to talk about the outfit, though. Like, the hearts. Hey man, that's man, the, that's a Nana. That's a Nana for, thing. He's got for the those blue who hearts. can't see, he's got like blue hearts all over him. Like there needs to be like Masters Green on right now, or like a like we'll a Teddy Bruce, Teddy Bruschi jersey. We'll get it going. We got we have a Patriots jersey. We have a Richmond Spiders uh, jersey. We've got a BC Eagles jersey. So we'll we'll have that next time. BC Eagles. That's Amara. Amara. Amara went there. Oh, wifey went there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm having to. I'm having to cheer for UConn's women's team right now because that's where Christy went. Uh, so I'm out here like you know. Let's go. It's so hard to have the best basketball team in like women's college history ever be the team that you're like obliged to cheer for. Hey, if you have the connection, you have the connection. You can't hate on that. No, not at all. Not at all. Speaking of tangent, I don't care. It's our podcast. UNC Duke. Who you got? Uh, I think Duke because they get the calls at the end. I don't like it. I don't like it, but it's a it's a team of destiny with Coach K right now, and they're going to win the fucking tournament. It's going to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> That's where this I'm is, at. This is a family affair. Yeah. Your son's right there. You see this Carolina blue? Unbelievable. I agree. I'm going Duke, and I'm going Villanova. Yeah, I got a Nova connection. That's my where my brother went. So he uh, he was buddies with a bunch of the guys that won the team, uh, won on uh, in uh, 2016. So I'm always pulling for Nova. Uh, I just like Jay Wright. I think he's a great coach. I like that his players are there forever. Yeah, like his he's best a good players. Guy. Like they're just I like him. Not that I don't like Bill Self from Kansas. I don't have anything against him. Yeah. He seems I'm like not, a decent guy too. I'm not really on the Rock Hawk Jayhawk yeah. bandwagon. No, I don't like Kansas. Yeah, I don't. If I had to pick someone that I want to win, I want Nova. I want Nova. Let's go. Go Cats. Like, I'm going I'm going Wildcats. I don't care for North Carolina. I like Coach K. I have nothing against Coach K, but I just yeah, – I, you know, go off into the sunset, I guess. Uh, whatever. It's not not my thing. Not my thing. No, the announced retirement is a little ridiculous. And then to like last week, he complained about all the attention he's getting. It's like, dude, you announced your retirement. Now you got to take all the attention that you basically asked for. Yeah, you've you've asked for all of this completely. Yeah, I, that's that's laughable to me. But anyways, right. that's our that's our tangent. And on... we got to keep we got to keep in mind. In two weeks, we have our USFL. That's uh, right. USFL popping up. Oh, dude! Speaking of. Did you see the new NFL overtime rule change? No. What's that? Just in the postseason, both oh, teams yes. get a possession now. Just, just the postseason. Not and the regular after, season, just the postseason. Yes, I did see this. And after that, it just goes back to the old rule, right? So it's basically everyone gets one try and then... It goes back to the old rule. And then if you score next, you win. Yeah. I, I, eh. Eh. Like, if you're going to yeah. change it, like, change it both ways. Doesn't make also... Sense. Let's uh, yeah, I agree, baby Bob. First of all, it should. I want them to just do the college rules. I really do. Yeah, I'll make them start further back. Like both teams get the possession. 
but it starts at their own 45. If you score, you score. If you don't, you don't. You go until someone doesn't make it. Because a field goal is only 20 yards away. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a chip shot for most guys. And I like, I like some of the USFL rules where, like, you can – I forget what exactly they were, but one of them, like, you could go for a fourth and seven or something like that. And if you fourth get and 12, it, yes. Fourth and 12. Get the ball back. Yeah, and you get the ball back. Like, that's – stuff like that is awesome. So yeah, that's the situational it's, plays. Yeah, it's so gimmicky, but it's, yeah. like, awesome gimmicks. Yeah, I need a little bit of it. I want to taste. I at least want to taste. I just, yeah, we're a little bit. The NFL yeah. can keep its whatever. I don't think they yeah. have any idea where they're going with all that stuff. Because it's, I don't know. I don't no, really he, love, I didn't care. Like everyone talks about the rule because it's like, you know, well, Patrick Mahomes didn't get a chance or, you yeah, know, Josh last Allen. year, last year was Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, your defense still was on the field. Yeah. Like you're just, defense is already hard enough to play right now. Like it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's like you had four or you had four quarters to win the game. You didn't. Yeah, and it's a and it's a coin flip. You start the game with a coin flip, right? So right. what? You're not gonna like level the playing field from the initial coin flip, are you? Why would you do it in an overtime? It's a coin no. Flip. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I mean, I I can see why they did it, and now you can see. Oh well, now both teams got the ball, but I still don't know if there's gonna be a huge change. I really don't. Definitely the not. The NBA, the NBA upsets, or the NBA, the. NFL can upset me like that all the time. So, same with Bob. He doesn't like it either. Yeah, Bob, that's right, buddy. All right, checking in on Jordan Spieth on 16. He's even just hit a ball and shot onto the green. That a baby. There you go. Right now, Keep- Russell Knox is in the clubhouse. This random guy, Rasmus Hojgaard. Yeah, is he's six been under. He's been tearing up the European uh, European tour. He's won. Uh, he's at least been in the running a couple weeks. Got a lot of dudes at four under. I'm gonna I put know. It's all right. We'll continue. So, in terms of the tournament right now, we got Anderbon Lahiri's at four under. Stallings at four under. Yeah, there's some exciting stuff. But in other news, for all of you who are interested in continuing to follow this lovely podcast, where Tim and I just rant about all sorts of craziness, be sure to follow us, subscribe. All that kind of jazz. Tim's back after returning our mascot to the crib. Is he is he in the crib, Tim? You gotta unmute yourself, bro. Oh shit. Unbelievable. So he's in the jumper. He's got a big booger. We're gonna try to get after after this. It's just staring me in the face. It's foul. It's green. Sucking on a Mickey Mouse doll. Just living the life, living the dream. It's the dream. I just, I wish that that was my dream, but I, I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, so I was just telling the people to subscribe, all that jazz, because, you know, we're fun. And drop topics. There's stuff you want us to talk about. We can, we can talk about it. That's, 100%. That's a doable thing. Also, do I look like a super villain right now? Like the way my lighting is set up? Like I feel like it's a little, like, it's like, a, it's like a little bit illuminating, like the bot, like just my beard. Yeah, and if, if you had hair, I think if you had like a, a, a hair thing going on, you'd be 100% super villain. Right. Just so everyone knows, I have a ton of hair. I just always have a hat on. I'm just not, I'm keep not, it, I'm not, keep bald. it locked up. Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't, it changes nothing. I've got more hair than I know what to do with. So, you know, to all the, to all the baldies in the world, shout out. I can't help you at all. Tim, are you gonna have a little little monkey butt up top at some point? You're gonna have a nah, little dude. little 
thick head of yeah. hair. Okay. The Italian, the Italian stallion is all right. Yeah. We're blessed. We're blessed. We got a thick head of hair. I, that's, that's all you can ask for. Baby Bob is in good shape. He's in good shape. He didn't unless Amara, unless Amara's getting thin, which I don't think. I mean, she definitely, it's like a stress induced thinning right now. With, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, as far as the genes go, I think we're good. I think we're good we, on that front. You're square. You're square. You're square. So, let us return to plyometrics quickly here. Um, the basic things that we want everyone to know about plyos is that you need to have some kind of stable platform that you're developing them from. Totally. So you need to, if you've not done any kind of strength, so let's give recommendations based on where you're at uh, training history wise. So Tim, I am a completely untrained golfer. I've done some stuff in the gym. I've not really played a lot of sports. Where am I going to start? Yeah, we're not doing plyometrics necessarily. We're starting with those um, those things we talked about: snap downs, you know, loaded isometrics, different putting yourself in different positions, and really working on your strength and stability in those positions. Now, this is subjective. How long do you like to do that for? Until we start introducing some things like that. I like. Uh, I mean, I like a good six weeks, like at least. We've at least gone through a month of of training and we've seen what your body can handle and, and yeah. kind of how it responds. What about yeah. you? Are you in that ballpark? Same. I usually, so for me, I'm trying to pick like mesocycles of four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, and then going into the next phase of whatever they're doing. Um, so th that's kind of where I'm at. But I also do it, it some of that's also based on their age. And yep. like prior training history. So for people that like X, I'm gonna, I don't want to say X athletes. I think everybody's an athlete in their own way. If you play golf, you're an athlete. But if you played high school basketball, high school football, you continue to like run a couple of days a week. Like you're doing things. That timeline does scoot back. Yes. In terms of if we really want to develop that for you. Like for people that don't care about improving their plyometric efforts. Like if they're not like really trying to achieve that. I'm like, okay, we don't have to bother with this really at all but i still like doing things like snap downs we might not do really yeah. high level plyometrics but people should be producing power until they are six feet under yeah i mean think of if you trip and fall even if you're like crossing the street and step on the curb weird if you've got to take a quick step that's essentially like you're doing a landing a snap, a snap down something like that plyometric movement in every yeah. way shape and form and Again, we can create different ways to do that. You know, like medicine ball throws is one people like to use. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily have to see your feet leaving the ground. It's not all, plyometrics are not just jumping. Yep. It's just movements performed in 0.2 seconds. Yeah. Usually it's like a, a 0.25 quarter. Like 0.25, a quarter like a quarter of a second. So we talk yep. about that on like the, you know, speed strength continuum of things. Like, is it just strength? Like absolute strength is deadlifting and squatting but it does not matter how long it takes you to do whereas speed is it has to be as fast as possible irrelevant of how much force it takes to actually develop yep that's all plays a role you know i i actually think that golfers should be on the end of that towards speed strength where speed is really the number one thing we're looking at strength being like the second contributor to it Unless they are untrained, we start on the strength side and kind of move our way that direction because it's 
It's a fast swing. It is not necessarily the fastest thing that we see in sport, but no. it is it is fast. I mean, you're only talking a second and a half here. Right. And it, it we we've talked about this before with like junior golfers. A lot of times they have the a lot of range of motion and mobility, but they don't have the strength to necessarily handle it. Control the club face and control their limbs and all that through through the entire golf swing. And they have this big long golf swing. Oh yeah. So you can get well, the I same would... thing. I I I the lady yesterday who's in their mid fifties and she's the same thing. She can move really well and has a ton of mobility, but she's not very strong. Yeah, I, I like using the example of Morikawa, who's got a very delayed backswing or i don't say delayed it's slow yeah you know then there's guys like rom who it's like wing wing like it's just if you blinked you missed every part of it right Right. both are different ways to develop strength and power obviously like one of the things i like doing with golfers that can handle it is like paused just the concentric version of their jumps like i have them get into like a very partial basically like a quarter squat staying upright and then get vertical as fast as they can which is, you know, for me, that is essentially after you've gotten into your downswing, you've got that little bit of knee bend. That is that contact position, yep. right? Definitely. That is at contact. You are getting extension, but it's been somewhat paused. It's not like a quick dip and a jump. No, there's a lag. Definitely. Yeah, there's 100% a lag. So I'm okay with developing that in people. And a lot of times, so anybody who's looking for like practical recommendations right now, who's capable of handling this. One of my favorite things is like complex training or contrast training. Me too. Everyone talks about it differently. You do some kind of heavy movement, be it a squat, a deadlift, et cetera. You follow that with a plyometric that fits in the same kind of, not force vector. It's a weird thing to say, but the same force pattern that you see in the sport. In golf, we are a very vertical producing force. Like that's what we see. That's why vertical jumps, one of our best predictors. So we may go from a goblet squat that's heavy or to a vertical jump Yep. or a host Definitely. of others that we could pick. Definitely. That's, I, that's I, what I love to do that too. Yeah. And I kind of prefer that to doing multiple plyometrics, like do four sets of three box jumps and then go do X. Yeah. I've done it that way too. Uh, in the past where like in high school grow, uh, growing up where you do like all your plyometrics, you do like 15 minutes of all these different jumps yeah. and bounds and agility things. And that's fine. But I feel like you just, at a certain point you just get tired. Like if you're doing five Which, minutes continuous, you're just getting really tired. Great point, Tim hammer this home. Doing plyometrics tired is wasting your time. Totally. The goal of plyometrics is to put optimal maximal as much as your body can produce force if you are tired trying to produce max force you are unable to do it it's the same reason we don't tell people to go to the range and swing as hard as they can for 60 balls it's not feasible you're exhausted you're not producing that much force because you're tired exactly couldn't have said it better myself that's all there is to it like you shouldn't be exhausted when you're doing plyometrics and fun fact when you're tired your tissues are tired. And if yep. your tissues are tired and they can't handle load very well and you try to do some crazy plyometrics, Bad a la stuff. ow. Yep. That's how you end up on you know, YouTube going viral, jumping on a box that's too high and just destroying your shins or wh- whatever happens after that. Something stupid. Just, just don't do it. Like The point of plyometrics is to work on you increasing your ability to produce quick force. 
That's it. And That's box it. jumps. When we're talking box jumps, I don't know if we've said this yet. We're, we don't need a very high box. Mm-mm. Like most of the time, a 12-inch box is plenty. Yeah. Especially when you're not talking about people getting their knees to their chest. Yeah. Like you're actually better off working on them being able to keep their legs almost straight. Exactly. And then landing because it's actually giving you a good idea. Um, for anyone who has access to it, which many people do not, one of the best things you can do is actually do some of these things on like force plates. So if you have a club that has force plates, the goal should be, we want you to jump as high as you can off of these force plates and land softly. Look at that number and go, okay, this was X Newtons do more. And you go, you know, seeing it actually makes you produce more force. Like from a research perspective, like same thing with club head speed. Like if you see someone who's like, you go out and you're like, Hey, that was 90. You're like, okay, do it harder. They're like, okay. And they do it again. They're like, Oh, that was 92. Yeah. Like most of the time people will increase whatever they're doing based on knowing the number that they did before. Yeah. If you buy super speed sticks, buy, spend the extra $200 and get the speed, the little speed monitor. Cause it, right. it definitely helps. I mean, I, I was doing them the other day and I, the first one was like 90. And then after that I was like 112, 122. And then you're like, Oh, and then it becomes it's just a game. knowing. Yeah. It's yeah. just knowing what that number is right. and being, I mean, that's one of the nice things about the weight room. If I'm having you squat, yeah. I know event essentially what that number is, yep. you know, now it might be a percentage, but I go, okay, that was three and it looked good. Yeah. At an RPE of yeah. seven or eight, mm-hmm. whatever it ended up being. Um, but quantifying it, like we don't necessarily have to know how high you can jump. We just want to see it increase. Mm-hmm. in some facet or another vertical jump I, now that's not to say like i don't exclude broad jumping from my golfers like they jump in every direction right there's yeah. still lateral force produced in the golf swing like 90 degree jumps i like where you're jumping yep. vertically and landing straight um because we are seeing that kind of lateral although we are not you know laterally shifting which we don't want in the golf swing you are still shifting your weight Mm-hmm. So it is good to get used to getting that shifted weight and then being violent north. Yeah. No, you've got to you've got to be able to manage that side to side. You've got to be able to manage the rotation as well. Um, so all all of the above are are helpful. I concur. Um, yeah, I was just about to say something. And I can't remember what it was. So Speedy just spanked one about three bills. There you go. Into the rough behind the bunker on 17. I freaking love Spieth. I just want him to be good all the time. I think he does too. He's trying hard. He's definitely yeah. he's definitely trying hard. I know. I just he's just such a good guy. Such a good guy. I like him. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna finish with this. Who has the most punchable face in golf? Oh man. What a question. Since I keep taking yours, you go first. No. Okay. No, I'm going. No. I'm, making, I'm making you think about this. We, did the, we had to talk about this the other day, and I felt bad for my answer. <laughs> you felt bad? Oh, no. I felt bad because I know someone directly involved with this guy. And so it. it, it so could it get back I, to him? <laughs> Oh, it probably could. I, he might. He might agree with me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He might, but he's like related to him. As I'm thinking about it, I Brent Snedeker has a pretty punchable face. Ooh, Snedeker! Wow. 
Yeah. He's a very uh, nice, from all accounts, he's a very nice guy and I, I have nothing against him, but I kind of like, I don't know. He's got that little kind of elfin face. I feel like you could, it would just be great to lay one on him. Yeah. You just, you just want to hit him. Yeah. You just want to hit him. Yeah. Just take uh, out so, a little frustration. So I have, I have two. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you two. Cause, because one of them is the guy that, you know, maybe it'll get back to him and I'll get in trouble. I'll probably end up meeting him someday. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> Billy Horschel. Wow. Is, is on my list. Okay. Justin Rose. You think Justin Rose was it? What about him is punchable? I, no offense to I just, it's something about his Britishness. I, I don't know what it is. Too British. I don't think it's, he's too British. Yeah. Certain taste, like, certain like, flavor. Like, like Poulter makes me laugh. Like I look at him and I'm like, you know, that's, that's just like a funny bastard. Like he's just always out there joking. Something yeah. about Justin Rose to me is just like, like if I saw him at a bar, like it would just, it would strike me that way. I would never punch <laughs> any of these people. No, these are not threats. These are not threats. All hypothetical a, situations. All hypothetical. It's just for some reason, their faces like invite me. Like yeah. They just, it's just like, I look at you and I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, I could. Yeah. It would feel good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Something about it would kind of feel, would feel good. I'm trying to think about who else. So do you think, do you think Billy Ho would swing back at you? He's a fit guy, but I don't know. That means nothing about I any think so. uh, fighting. fighting I tell you what, the guy I would never, ever, well, I mean, I, I probably would. But the person that I would expect to punch back from is Rom, always. Yeah, 100%. Fire, fire and brimstone. Like that yeah. guy is, he's swinging. He's swinging. Yeah, hell hath right? no fury. Yeah, no. DJ, same thing. Like he seems calm, but like those arms are long. Dude, he's from a trailer park in uh, Myrtle yeah. Beach, South Carolina. He yeah. can fight. That dude, that dude's a fighter. Like, I'm not, I'm not messing with him. Um, who, who else? Who's got a, who's got a real punchable face? Or better yet, like battle royale. Who are you taking with you? Like, it's, it's going to the junkyard. You're fighting against the other group. Like, who, who are you bringing with you in the golf world right now? That's a good question. Speaking. Like That's who's your guy? Question. Like who's your who you're like? Man, I got. I think have... Ter- Terrell Hatton's definitely in my in my posse. He's a brawler for sure. Yeah. Just mean streets of England, just fucking throwing yeah. throwing fists. I I uh, fully fully agree with that. I think how many do I get? Let's go. Let's go with the three get... team. Three. You need three. You need three. Right, so I'm going Hatton. I think I would like Hatton. I think I would like. Oh, let's see. You know, actually, now sorry to change the subject. Punchable face, Matt Kuchar. I could definitely just fucking sock that guy. <laughs> yes. Punchable face. Punchable face. <laughs> um, oh, my let's heart. See. So I'll take, fantastic. So I'll take I'll take Hatton. I'll take Gary Woodland. I want him. Okay. All right. I think he's a secret, just Kansas. He's got a little mean mean streak in him. Okay. I like it. Uh, and then let's take, you know what? I'm going to go wild card Cameron Smith. The I think he's pulling, I think he's pulling some weird Aussie, Aussie shit and he can just like throw his hands. Dude, please. He's lived here most of his life. I think uh, I'm still taking him wild card. Wild okay. Card. All right. All right. All right. So you went, who'd you go? Cam Smith, Woodland and, and Hatton. Uh, I want Hatton, Terrell Hatton. And you want Hatton. Okay. All right. So my three, you, you missed, you missed a keeper. Shane Lowry. Yeah, all day I to, long. I didn't want to do two two Brits, the Irishman and a and a and a Brit. Oh, dude, I'm, but yes. he's the Irishman I'm taking. 
but yeah, he's that's a good pick. like last week when he like like bumped Kepka, and I was like, it's like yes, my guy right there. The fact that he's willing to do that, I'm about it. Shane Lowry, you're on you're on team team Jackson. Um, I'm taking him. I'm taking Rom. Yeah, I was yeah, I was leaving Rom for you. I, I, yeah, you, Rom, you I picked him already. I picked him already. Yep, yep. I'm taking Rom. <clears throat> Who would be my wild card? So yours was Cam Smith. My wild card is gonna be uh dude, I don't know. I think like I'm- um, uh, like Kiz, Kisner could just like randomly throw. It. He's tiny, but oh no, Daniel Berger. Ooh, yeah, Florida, Florida State. State. He's seen some stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think he's he's harder than Kepka. He's harder than Kepka. I know. I thought about Kepka, but I don't. I just don't think he's I got don't, it in him. It, when he did the the highlight hair, he did the block. That was that the showed, end of the fighting days. That showed you. Out, out. Yeah, that's not that's not it. Yeah, I like that. So anybody who's watching this, put together your your brawl squad. Yeah, should compare. Let us know. Let us know who we missed because I think I feel like there are some decent ones. Like obviously DJ, neither was, neither of us picked, but he he's no, up there. TJ's up there. I mean, I I think of a guy like Finau who's huge, but I think he's too nice. Ozzy Leishman. Leishman has a little mean streak in him. Definitely, he's he's got a little sauce. Yep. Yep. He's got a little sauce. I could, I could see that maybe Ser- a little bit. Sergio, maybe, but I just think he's too soft. Like I think he gets angry. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see him like. Yeah. No, maybe he would. Maybe, maybe. he throw some. Maybe he throw hands. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know. You know, it's so easy to pick like Ireland and England as like brawl fighting and or right. like Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Like you can pick places and be like, okay, like these dudes fight. Like that's yeah. just like they solve problems with violence, which I'm all about. <laughs> like. Um, you know, it's it's cool with me. Like, yeah, it's so civil funny. Vi- it's civil violence. Yeah. Well, I think about like being a kid. Like, my best friend and I would get into some tiff about something. We throw hands, like yeah. trying to hit each other. It looks stupid as hell. Like, one of us is bleeding, and we're like, "Hey, want some mac and cheese?" Like, yeah, yeah man, you're my homie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just tried to kill each other. It happens. Yeah. I, that, I think that's probably where where I would go. And I would take anyone that is an older golfer in their prime. Yeah, definitely. Like, a, like yeah, thousand because those dudes were just they were just harder. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're built different. Just, you have like just, Tom Tom Lehman has stories of like driving across Arizona, taking a shower in the rain, you know, sleeping in his car for three days, trying driving from Florida to Arizona. It's like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, there's stories of like, um, was it Gary Player? That was like had like a loaded gun when he was in Texas because people kept stealing their cash or something. Oh shit! Was a player? I'm trying to remember who that was, but like the Ken Venturis of the world. Once upon a time, like I feel like like everything was so money driven. Like they were just throwing hands no matter what. Oh yeah, killing Definitely. people. Definitely killing people. I don't know how we got on this topic, but it's, oh, punchable faces. That's punchable we faces. Yeah, we're gonna put together a better list. I need to. I need to go through every face and just be like. Yes, punchable, not punchable, punchable, not punchable. Yeah. Not that we would ever do it. We would never hit anybody. No. Unless they pissed me off or like attacked my lady or something. Right. Like Kucher, Kucher apparently talks a lot of shit too. So I feel like you'd be out on like the fifth hole. He'd make a putt. He'd look at you and give you that shit eating grin and say something. And he'd just be like, oh, whack. 
Yeah. Just give it to him. And it would feel great. And to finalize, no matter what side you've taken on the Will Smith debacle, I would never pick a slap. Yeah, an open hand slap, unless you have baby powder on hand so you can throw some baby powder and do it. (laughs) Only, Only situation where an open hand slap is like, that's my choice. Yeah, I, I don't uh, like. I, I just don't like the like. Part of that made me feel like it was staged because, in the event that the offense is that bad, yeah, I am clocking you. Definitely, I'm. Yeah, I'm not standing there and being and like laughing it off. The I think so. I've gone back and forth with this. I Very think hard. What, I think what makes it look so because it looks really staged. It just lo- it just looks oh, yeah. like his face first. Like Chris Rock doesn't respond. He's yeah. Like you know when someone's coming to hit you. Yeah. So I feel like that was like that's their acting training, just coming coming to the forefront. And like Will Smith, I think was actually trying to slap Chris Rock. He just did it in such an actor way that it was just like. Well, and then he sobbed. Yeah. Sobbed during. Yeah. Like I just first of all, I could give two shits less about Oscars, Grammys, like. Hollywood people make me ill because they they're like think they know everything about everything. Like yeah, they're just painful the, to me. And what? Yeah, what good are they? Who like? Yeah, you just you act. That's great. Continue to act. I'm so proud of you. But like that whole thing, I'm just like, eh, I don't care. But like, slap, punch, slap. like, like I, it almost would have been great if like walked over and, like flicked his nose or something. Yeah, right. Wet William or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, apparently Chris Rock's in the last laugh. He had like 10x tickets sold or something, like to his hey. next comedy shows. There you go. There you go. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But that's but a slap. A slap, man. Hey, it's Hollywood. You know? Like, Hollywood. like, but again, to me, like you in the event that you feel it was prompted, because even then it's kind of weird because they were laughing and then they weren't laughing. And yeah, yeah, right. I don't really know how to read into the situation, but like you should. Yeah. I would think that you would never want it to happen again. A slap is kind of like, I'm almost like tickled. Like it's a tease. Like yeah, I might yeah. do some other shit. If you knocked him out, like. Right. <laughs> that's imagine a totally, he, totally different ball game. Imagine he walked up and just leg sweeped him. Like just hand, <laughs> up, hand, hand on the chest. Boom, leg sweep. People's elbow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, I could go either way. The more I watch it, the more staged I feel. Especially like picking a slap to me is the thing that I'm just like, yeah. And it was kind of like walk up, like tuck the jacket, flap. Like, yeah. 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 I don't know. But clearly he was not in the best frame of mind. So, I mean, um, apparently not. I don't know. Well, well, I don't know what's going on with, with those folks. Here we are talking about it, giving it credence. Exactly. And any of this stuff. Anybody threatens your woman, punch them. Or slap them with baby powder on your hand. Or slap them with a full hand of baby powder. Full hand. Full hand. Of ba- Dude, I totally want a movie to do that where a guy, like, like talks up to his woman like, stupid ass bitch. And, like, like looks You've never at seen, it. Have you ever seen uh, Next Friday? Oh, that's it, the, right. 
the little the little pimp does it in uh either friday that's, or next friday every single time right. he's got a dude that does his baby powder he he goes he throws his hand out like this <laughs> i could totally see that yeah we'll uh we'll we'll add that we'll add that well for anybody who's watching this and enjoyed that rant if you even made it this far you probably skipped we should probably put tags in here like this is where we talked about golf and plyometrics yeah, right. This is where we went on a really bad tangent about punchable faces in golf. <laughs> right. Beware. Geotag. Geotag. That's what we're going to do. Ge- not geotag. That's location. Never mind. Yeah, definitely not. I'm not sharing my location with anyone. The, the internet's a weird place. The internet knows. Sure. And we've already said that you live in Boston, so. Shit. <laughs> By the way, did you to just carry this tangent a little bit? Did you see uh, the soccer game? Uh, I forget which one it was. I think it was one of the African qualifiers. The dude just covered in laser beams. Oh yes! Like yes! like probably a hundred people in the crowd all had laser beams, and he was his whole face was green. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So, so yeah, a that's crazy. B that's relatively unsafe. Yeah, like that gets in his eyes and stuff for like prolonged periods. Like, yeah, or hits at the right angle and just like you know, really yeah. oh, does something man. funny. Yeah, like crazy. And to be fair, like those are high level lasers. Uh, yeah, if they're like, that clear distance. that far away, yeah, that's distance, bro. Yeah, like yeah, if a person in front of them like stands up, like a hole is going through their head <laughs> <laughs> with with I mean, without question. Yeah, they were in like I forget where they were, like Algeria or something. They're you know they those people yeah. don't give a f. I, yeah, dude, that's just that's crazy. the truth. I, I I know it's crazy. I'm proud of our U.S. men's team making the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. although they freaking lost to Costa Rica. Did they really? They didn't. Obviously, they didn't lose by six or more goals. I think that was the margin that yeah, they had they, to lose. They by. lost two nothing. But like, ah, that sucks. Stop losing. Yeah. Like you just won, like we just had Pulisic that was just like balled out at two nothing. Why? I just uh, not that I'm a giant soccer lover by any means, but it's the U.S. soccer team. Like yeah, it's USA, any U.S. team, it. any U.S. team, I'm gonna have. I don't care if it's curling, underwater firefighting. Pick the sport. I'm supporting them. Let's go. Yep. They might piss me off. Neither here nor there. Team USA, gotta support. I wish we had like in America, yeah, coming to get us in a day. <laughs> uh, see, we bleeped ourselves out because we're good Christian people, and this is a family show, <laughs> <laughs> right? We've had my my young son on, who's pure, baby pure, pure. and <laughs> you dropped a giant bomb <laughs> in his ear. Well. You're you're hyped. You're you're pissed about that. I was. It happens. I'm trying to avoid the Boston accent too. The in-laws have heavy Boston accents. It's like, oh man. Oh, accept it. Please embrace. Yeah. Embrace. You yeah, just don't, want to keep talking trash like a little four-year-old just talking trash. Yeah. Like I living here, I've pretty much lost it. Unless I'm like up when I go back home, like I'll I'll pick up certain parts of it. But I I say more southern words than I do northern words now because I just didn't spend. If I'd spent my whole life up there. It'd be yep. a little bit different, but I didn't. Exactly. And so now, like I, like I'd say, Mainer wouldn't say Mena, 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 Boston, Ka, Clicka, Packy, Westa, Dorchester. 
<laughs> you can still do it. You just don't pull it out all the time. You don't pull it out all the time. A couple, couple drinky drinks and yeah, they start flowing. We're surfing. We're surfing. <laughs> I have no idea where we are right now. Nothing. Nothing. Irrelevant. Great podcast. For anybody who's made it this far, you are one of. You're a champion. You're a legend. Actually, if you've made it to the end of this podcast, shoot us a message. I'll send you some merch. There you go. See how so the merch is sick. I saw the pictures. It's awesome. Oh, swagoo. Yeah, I got those coming in. Got golf towels coming in. Sweet. Got stuff. You got things. Good things. Thanks. As always, follow us, Jackson.golfstrong, Tim.golfstrong on the Insta G's. Uh, questions, concerns, drop us messages, follow, tell us we suck. I don't really care. Get ready for USFL betting. Hell yeah. Get ready for the Masters. Send us some punchable faces. Yeah. And your team. Three person. Who's your three person brawl team. team? Fist fight. Oh, fist fight. Are we talking like bar bar fight? Bar fight. Three person bar fight. Who are your three guys? Boom. Done. Who are your who are your three guys? And most punchable faces. Three most punchable faces. Three guys you'd have in a bar fight, bar brawl. A bar. Bartiff, if you may. Tussle. Well, a tete-a-tete. <laughs> Something that I don't even know if that actually means the right thing. I saw it in a movie. It's fine. It sounds great. And uh, if Tiger will or will not make the cut. That's the homework. Word. People. Deuces. Peace. It's no good. What's wrong with my shit? Homie, please, your Halloween costume. If you pimp, you broke pimp. <laughs> you know you fucked up, Woody, don't you? Come on with it. Baby powder. Smell that is. You changing diapers?